Well, maybe we should just start out with maybe the intro. Oh, what's that? I wonder. Oh, it's this little thing called. Hello and welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron, and with me, as always, is. I think my name's Cameron. You sure? You want to check your check your wallet? Oh, don't have that either. Oh, okay. Well, he's poor and he's a homeless man, I guess, and he's on the show. Hello. Uh, yes, today we're continuing with uh, Sequel September, which is a month where we watch movies where you have not seen the first ones. Last week we did Agent Cody Banks 2. This time it's on to Basket Case 3. That's right, we did a third movie of which we have not seen the first two, and this one... Ooh... Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, is it a treat? Ooh, you need to watch it. Oh, it's, it's dumb. It's, ooh. <laughs> it's 90 minutes of absurdity on canvas. It's fantastic. It, it, just watch the, uh, watch the trailer and uh, for Basket Case 3, and it's fantastic. If you want to watch it, it's free on YouTube. All oh, the Basket Case 3 is Aaron, what on you there. should do, you should preface to the audience how we came to find Basket Case as the franchise. Oh, yes. So, um, a friend of mine, uh, one time he's just like, oh, you like bad movies, right? You do a podcast on them. Here, let me show you these. So, he showed me the, the, uh, the, the preview for Basket Case, the first one, the original one. And um, I'm like, okay, that's fucking ridiculous. And then he's like, hold on now. Watch the preview for Basket Case 3. And then wonder what the absolute fuck happened in between. the, the, the in between. Because, like, in the first one, it's like it's a standard horror movie, but it's a bit stupid because it's a guy that got... It's like a science... It's, it's a conjoined twin, but he's deformed, and he got cut off, and he keeps him in a basket, and he kills people. And then the third one, it's like, what the absolute living fuck hell have I stumbled in, and this is happening? And I don't understand it. Yeah, I love it. I it's fantastic. To, I showed this to some friends while we were... Um, maybe or maybe not under the influence of some questionable substances, and they... Or like he done did the crocodile, what? and and the trailer. Like, let's preface that: if you don't like spoilers, this was in a time where the entire three act structure of the movie and every was scene in the, the trailer interim is put yeah. on display. Right? Yeah, because because well, actually, it's a marketing thing where um people don't like going to movies where they don't know what it's about. Actually, so. Spoilers in a trailer is actually helps people go see or has more people go see the movie. It's annoying as shit, but it's how it works apparently. Well, you see, like I feel like I I've seen the trailer and the full movie of Basket Case, and I still don't know what. No, happened. it's it's still a baffling mystery of what the fuck happened, and they thought to do this. What? Okay, it's amazing. I mean, I know the plot, but as far as like the mystery people who financed this or what the message is, aside from some sort of X-Men allegory on an inclusion of basically Star Wars, outer space, monster Mo people, monster beast, human things. Yeah. 
And how big of a fucking ensemble is in this movie? There are so many named creatures that they uh-huh. expect the audience to keep track of. Like, there's Elijah with the big ears and the dopey guy with the tall nose. And, and then there's the guy with the, the moon for a face and the guy with the teeth that go out four feet from his face. And then there's, there's the, 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 the dwarf with the fucking catfish face. Like, okay. Okay, well, the main players in this movie that you need to know about are Dwayne, who is the human half of the conjoined twins. Now, hold on, hold on. Let's let them experience this as we experienced it with the opening scene. Yes. <laughs> oh, the opening scene. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the opening scene to this movie. Um, I don't really know. I mean, it's too piles of skin and f- meat just fucking each other. Yeah, it, like they that's both it. like that's the that's the opening shot to the movie is just uh, uh, and they're like these two f- flesh piles just kind of at each. It's I don't know. It's the best thing they could have ever opened how, on and I love how it. I would describe their bodies look like they look like, you know, how a scoop of ice cream on top of like an ice cream cone looks. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Add like six arms or vaguely sketched legs that a four-year-old yeah. drew, and oh, put they, a head oh, they on don't it have arms, eyes. or they they don't have and legs. Put one behind that, making sexual grunting noises, and that is the opening intercourse scene of this movie. Yeah, it's amazing. It's probably the best opening scene of all time. Screw uh, the fourteen-minute opening shot from whatever that movie is by what's his face. I don't know what my, you're talking about. My film trivia is off tonight. It's that one dude. You you film people will know. It's that one that everyone's watched because it's like, hey, this is cool because it's 14 minutes and it's the opening shot. Anyway, this is better because it's two flesh piles fucking each other and you don't know why. Well, it's I'm, great. I'm pretty sure I know why. I mean, the why. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, it just happens. We have, especially since we're jumping in on just the third one and we haven't seen the first two. The first thing we see, our first impression of this entire series is fuck piles. It's great. And it keeps flashing back to that as because Dwayne is like the audience surrogate of into like this weird extended family. Yeah. And his wife, like, so he, the story starts with the horrifying nightmare sex scene and Uh Dwayne wakes up. He's like, oh, my brother's no longer attached to me. Uh, and his, how does his wife fall out of a window? Oh yeah. She's, oh, oh, so he's, he's, he doesn't wake up. He tries, he's trying to have sex with his wife uh, or girlfriend or whatever. Wait, so. Who impregnated her before she died? And she's been pregnant for six years. Yep. Six. So <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, she's and like this flesh, like a uh, absorbed womb twin that like comes out and it's, it's think of a chest burster from alien, but it just stays in there and is like, hi, ah, you're having sex. Let me stop you. <laughs> it's amazing. This is the, I, I mean, he just rolls over. He's like, want to do it? And she's just like, you're going to, I'm still pregnant. It's like you are. And she looks re- entirely normal. Then it's like monster. And he fucking freaks the fuck out. And he's, his acting in this scene is fucking impeccable. He's running around the room going, oh no, why didn't you tell me? Oh, 
It's fucking and, and then he she's just trying to console him and shit and she he just throws her out the fucking window and kills her. She lands on a picnic table and you see the rest of the fucking monster mutant fucking whatever they're fucking called things just eaten and they're like, "Oh no, he killed her." We should we should come up with a name for them like the Wild Pack or something. <laughs> the Wild Pack. I that was, um, that was my name of rap scallions when I was a kid. Oh, was it? When you yeah, went that's, in, that's what we called ourselves. When you went and fucked the buses? Uh, no. Well, well, one thing I don't understand, so Granny Ruth is like the head of this, like the matriarch of this family, and yeah. as soon as Barbara falls out of the window and dies, she says, find Dwayne. Find Dwayne. Is it a is it a mystery where Dwayne is? I mean, like it's clear that like, do you not know where his room is? Clearly, she fell out of the window because so saying, of probably Dwayne. Say, yeah. get Dwayne because he's probably up there and he lives here. Yeah, <laughs> that, that made no sense That's, to me. Uh huh. It sure does. So then he um he wakes up. Um, it, the story continues six. I think it's six months later. Something like that. Oh. And he wakes up in the shittiest, the, the shittiest padded cell you'll ever see. Like, it looks like they just took, like, the, the pillows and taped them to the wall. And it's just like, it's a padded cell. He's a crazy guy. We bought a straitjacket. We're done. This, is, we're, this movie looks great. All these pillows taped to the wall. It's brilliant. We're fantastic at our jobs. <laughs> good job, set design. Your budget of $10. Yeah. We're the best set design team in the world. It's amazing. I got paid for two days of work on a twenty minute on a twenty minute allotment. It was great. <laughs> yeah, so he like wakes up in in a fucking straitjacket in a shitty padded cell, and he's like, "Where's my brother? I need my brother. My name is Duane." Because that's what he sounds like, apparently. Oh yeah, that, that that's a spot on thing. But we should, we should backpedal. We should backpedal a little bit because there is some pertinent information. Oh, is there the extended family of the Wild Pack? Like when she says find Dwayne, they are not trying to find Dwayne. They are like running around in circles, and you just hear them like, I love how they talk. Yeah. It, it sounds like they took um like they recorded their voice, put it backwards, and added like a thousand times echo on it, and then like compressed it and de-echoed it. Like through some magical thing, like ex exported it, then did some other fucking thing, and then it's just like, like you can tell that they're like still kind of words, but it's just you're very right. We should go and find him. Like it's it's fantastic, and again. I, I, going past whatever they are, they should, they seem to be personified enough to have intelligence. So the fact that they don't yeah. know where Dwayne's room is or how to go up and downstairs to find <laughs> out where the body fell out of is really troubling. If we, they just kind of, they just kind of run around like the, this, the shot is just like, it's, it's, it's just shots of places in the building and they're just running back and forth going. Blah, 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 blah. It's, it's oh, good. and yeah. So like he, he rejoins Belial to him and you know, what a sexy name Belial. Oh is. yeah. Yeah. Like, well, because he's like, I miss my brother. I can't feel it. Like I miss him. And so he like gets a sewing needle and like, after he kills his wife, like any sane person would, he's, 
ties his Re- conjoined <laughs> brother, who he yeah. keeps in a basket, uh, and stitches him. him back to his body. Yeah. And okay, going back to that pregnancy at the beginning. So, why is it that? And it could be that we haven't seen the first two, but why is human Barbara pregnant for six years and Belial's partner Eve, who we see mounting and doing sexual things with at the beginning of the film in nightmarish fashion, is seemingly only pregnant for nine months because they do it and then it's six months later and she's giving birth. So what's the discrepancy of like the interspecies aspect of this where a human woman has like a melanoma chimera twin coming out of her like a <laughs> chest buster and one well, it's, gives it's, birth it's, to 12 like mini Belial's. Well, I mean, what's the physiology here? <laughs> Let me look that up for you in the textbook for Basket Case 3. Mm, let's see. Fucking and the how abouts to do such in the Basket Case universe. Oh, it looks like it says fucking doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, wait, they made a whole book just to put that one sentence in there? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's right believe, here. I believe that. It's it's bound in leather. It's actually really nice. It's got like this gold leaf on the front and it's got Belial's little face and it's it's got a little old trim. It's a really it's a really well produced book. Did it come with the share of mark? Bring me Belial. Big me Belial has the breakfast size of a bam. Ladies yep. and gentlemen, we have the actual sheriff in uh, in the studio today. Hello, sheriff. Hello. I am the sheriff of Foxylvania, whatever this place is called. I, think I don't it was quite called, remember. Like, Peach something Georgia? Yeah, Peachtree Georgia. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, so okay. what was it like working in the municipality of uh, Georgia... In Peachtree County, Georgia, you know, like, what was it like running with the Wild Pack? Well, the, I did not know. I only knew of, uh, I, I knew not of the Wild Pack mostly. I knew one of them later when uh, Granny Ruth used to live with uh, with her husband down there. And their son was all kinds of multi-armed and fucked up. But he was still a nice boy and invented a bunch of bullshit that did really nothing. It's that kind of 90s Rube Goldberg-esque shit that they really fucking loved in those movies back then. And uh, in those times, rather. And, um, you see, I, uh, I, I visit him and I say, here's this bullshit, turn it into more bullshit. And, uh, when the Wild Pack came... I'm like, oh, hot diggity damn. There's more of them. Were those your actual words upon their arrival? Of course, I have a very good memory. Oh, all right. So were you a sheriff before you became an actor? I'm a shactor. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you fell in love, if you ever have, were you in the love shack? Term? Baby love shack. In love fact, shack. Baby love shack. You will give me your soul. You and have I will a give lovely you your intestines. Yeah. 
Anyway, so what was it like uh, ha- being the moral center of this movie? It was very interesting because you think, oh, it's a monster movie with all the monsters in it. And um, you'd think they'd be like, but there's one with a heart of gold, or we think it's a heart. And um, there wasn't. Really, everyone's just fuckers. And um, I was really the only one that didn't, you know, finger my grandson or whatever left in the movie. I was, I was good by omission, not because I was actually good. Oh. So as, like, one of the only human presents aside from Dwayne, how did you structure your, like, your arc in the movie to be truthful to, uh wanting to avenge your daughter after the events in the police station unfold? Well, I didn't really want to avenge my daughter. She was a weird, kinky, slut monster of a person. Uh, I didn't. Well, I never liked her. very nice of you to say. I mean, she was... She did. She raped my prisoners. It was weird. I think it, w- it would be more like, more accurate to say that she dominatrixed some of your prisoners. It's kind of the same thing. I don't get these people and their hokey pokey dances with the straps. My hokey pokey what? I don't understand the hokey pokey dances with the straps. Oh, well, the I young don't... people confuse me. <laughs> and you're they run around me in circles and say, ha ha, you're old and don't know things that are of modern times. And I say, no. No! Get away from me, young people! You're confusing me! And then they run around me and throw rocks at my skull. At your sternum? At my skull. Oh. (laughs) It's a very pleasant experience, actually. So, there were rumors that you had an on-set romance with Granny Ruth. Any truth to that? Uh, we don't talk about fisting off, off, uh... Um, I'd rather we not talk about that. Exactly. That's why you don't bring it up. So, what was it like? Have you gotten any other acting jobs since you did Basket Case? I was in Fuck Mound the Cinema Masterpiece 4. Wait, it was, it called itself the Cinema Masterpiece? Yes. Fuck Mound of the Cinema Masterpiece. But it, it was no, the fourth one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, how good were the three previous Cinema Masterpieces? There was a masterpiece of Fuck Moundery. <laughs> and is that your own personal assessment? No, it's scientifically proven. It's scientifically proven because it's in the title? No, it's because Fuck Mound Monthly said, yep. Masterpiece. Wait, there's there's such a publication? As Fuck Pound Monthly? Yes. Fuck yes. Pile. Fuck Mound. And how long have you been a subscriber to, to that? Oh, I'm not a subscriber. I just got it for research for my role in Fuck Mound, the ma- cinematic masterpiece four. <laughs> you, you got a porn mag for research? It's called Fuck Mound, and the movie was called Fuck Mound. It made sense. Okay, but if I was cast in Gladiator or The Patriot, I wouldn't just, like, buy a magazine that was called Patriot or Gladiator. Why not? 
<laughs> because I don't know if it's going to be accurate. You might as well. They're like five bucks. Well, I mean, might magazine it? subscriptions are a lot more expensive than that. Now. I just bought a couple. I just bought like two or three issues. Uh, well, it looks like we're almost out of time. Were, was there anything else that you'd like to add for our listeners to take away from this interview? I would like to uh, put myself out for hire as another actor. I've missed it. It's been a while since I've been an actor, and I want to uh, read off my resume for you, if uh, that's okay. I don't. How long is your resume? It's 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 pretty uh, middle sized. Uh, okay, middle sized based on what standard? I'll just go ahead and start reading then. All right, go ahead. I was in. The Well, a story of how Fivelf burned the church. I was also in Time for Cops to Run Up Your Bills. And thirdly, how did she get that in there? I don't know. Let's find out about the, the shovelry. And finally, again... Time is but a feeble thing when you're busy putting things into other things. Like geometric shapes? Like, what, what was that movie about? I, I don't know. I mean, but you were in it. I, I, yeah, I was the main character. So what things were being put into things? Like, was I, it like one of those puzzles that preschoolers use? Like the shape and the shape? It was the 90s. We were all doing heroin. Is that why you decided to pursue a career in law enforcement slash acting? No, they're simultaneous. Uh, okay, I'll take your word for it. Ladies I do both. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been the sheriff from Basket Case 3. Goodbye, I will go back to surfing. Oh, I just got an email saying I'm in the movie, the new movie, Vaginas. We have them. Come and get them. Well, uh, next week on the interview show, we will be interviewing Rob Schneider. Eh, look at me. I'm funny, I guess, but I'm not. Eh, I'm Rob Schneider. The interview show is a co-production of National Public Radio. It's me because I have built loads of money again. Thank you, dear listeners, for all of the money that you have given me and now I can fill it broke with your dollars. I'm going to fight pirates so I can get the gold and I can put it upon a boat. Boat gold is the best gold. Money upon a ship is the best money. We now return to the catastrophe section. Okay, so like you were saying, Dwayne, six months later, wakes up in a, like the padded room and Granny Ruth, like, so he can't sense Belial anymore. So like they have like a twin Yeah, I guess they have a psycho telekinetic link or some shit. Yeah. So he can't like feel Belial and uh, like Belial kind of like disappears into the basket for yeah. a long the- time. Now, I don't understand, because is Belial supposed to be a three-dimensional character? Because he doesn't talk throughout the course of this movie. I doubt it. 
he pretty much just like is angry uh, and fucks things, chokes twins. people, and then like uh, gets put into a mech suit. That's right, a mech suit. Uh huh. You know that happens in the movie. A uh, ex- fucking powered exoskeleton and fights the sheriff in the end, but he never really has any lines. And even Granny Root says something like, it's sometimes it's so hard to know what he's thinking. Well, you know what? Just give him some lines. You know, I doubt he has vocal cords. Honestly, I doubt it. But, but I mean, like everybody else does from like the Not other really. Species. Most of them just go. <laughs> they just kind of blow air through their face. And noise comes out. It's not like language. Only the uh, the 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 woman with the weird like tree trunk face head thing is the uh, that's like the only one that talks. And also, I I uh, do you know who Clive Barker is, Aaron? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, this makeup kind of reminded me a bit of uh, Hellraiser, like the first one, like makeup that's like grotesque and disgusting. Yeah, but this is way more stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Well, Clive Barker is much more like dread inducing. This is just kind of like Egh. it's it's very much a what the absolute shit am I looking at? Because I honestly don't understand what the fuck is happening in front of my face. Yeah, I would describe this as like Clive Barker fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Oh but Yeah. Just like, well, Hellraiser was pretty good. What if there was a guy in a basket? What if there was a guy in the basket? Maybe there's a guy in the basket and he comes out. This is all a monster Okay, and a question about the padded cell, going back to that. Okay. They. So are we to believe Granny Ruth has that in her Pre- house? Are pre-built we to assume in her from house. that? Yeah. That Dwayne has gone insane before... Or that other members of the house have gone insane, or that they installed it because Dwayne had a psychotic break after sowing Belial to himself. I'm assuming it's something like if anyone ever finds the house, they're going to immediately be driven insane, and we'll have to put them somewhere. It could be that. It could be that. And also they have a school bus with which to drive from Mm -hmm. New York to Georgia with. Oh, they sure do. Yeah, that that's about all I had on that little point. The, the, the school bus scene is amazing. There's trumpets. And and I don't understand singing. So Dwayne is left in his straight jacket. And put on the bus to go down to uh, Georgia. Yeah, for hours. Because Belial's uh, partner, Eve, is that her name? Yeah. She's pregnant and there's a doctor, like an uncle, who's related to Granny Ruth who can deliver Belial's children. Well, he used to be her husband. Like Eve and and his children effectively because she doesn't trust anybody else. Is that right? Um well, I'm pretty sure he used to be her husband. I mean, I kind of got that, but uh, also, oh yeah, because uh, what's the name of like the big, big, grotesque little, thing? Little Hal. That's like mom. Yeah, they call him Little Hal. Yeah, because he's little, and you know, it's cute. funny because he's big, but they call him little. 
It's like what you call a, a, a very short man a tall or a very tall man tiny or you call very middle man haha you're average. Uh oh, I I just wrote down a little like artistic flourish. I I wouldn't call it artistic, but it is a flourish nonetheless. Of uh, mm -hmm. one of them is uh like supposedly the brainy one of the wild pack is is reading a book of Albert Camus essays. She's like, oh, you're always reading. You're always reading. Yeah. And I'm like, way to have character development for one of a slew of like 20 extras. All right. Heavily well, clad in makeup. I have a question for you, Cameron. What? Which one was the most enthralling to look at? The most what? Enthralling to look at. Like the most like, ew. I, whatever you deem to be like, which one did you, when you think of the movie, which one do you think of the most? I th I think it's probably the one with like the elephant size head with the big pointy ears. The 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 Star Wars looking one that looks like yeah. an alien instead of like a mutated human. Yeah, the Moss Eisley Cantina looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, the one that just looks like he's a goblin. He's like they found a goblin and they're training him. And then there's like the the lurpy one that's like dancing while they're like when it gets off the bus. Oh like, yeah. I think his name I think I his name was like Elijah or something. Something or the one that drove the bus with the eye on the top yeah. of his strange crazy cone head. The one that I, I can't whenever I th I think of this movie the first one I think of is the red one with the teeth that like on the on the right side of the mouth they start like as normal teeth. Then as you get to the far left side of the mouth it it's it's like four foot long. It looks like he's just has pan flutes taped to the front of his fucking face. It does. And I love it. <laughs> how much of it this looks movie so terrible? How much of this movie actually went to props like the exoskeleton mm -hmm. and the makeup? Because they must have spent a lot of money on the makeup for this movie because You mean the whole budget? Yeah. Because that's where the whole, that's where all the, all the money is on the screen. It's just not much money. Because it's like, it's all in the makeup. Because they've got what? Like, there's like four interior sets. There's the bus, the house, Granny Root's house, uh, the uncle's house, and the police station, and the outdoor set where the final fight takes place. That's not a whole lot of set. Yeah, that's it. And even the, the, the place where he fights the cops could have just been like, we're renting a warehouse. We're done. Yeah, for like a night. You mean we're, just we're like, gonna say hey, warehouse no manager? Can we shoot jail here? break? <laughs> They're famous for an old fashioned jail break. Oh God, I love it. I also love the way that uh, wanted posters are constructed in this movie. It just has the picture of Belial and Dwayne, and it just says one million dollars in all. Oh caps. my God, the best line in the movie. You mean? Yes, Steve. Or what, what, whatever his name was, Steve. We'll take a what? Take a look at this, and it's, it's the fucking wanted poster. It's like a one million dollars. He's like, I heard that. Like, oh my god, it's it's in the fucking trailer. If anyone is listening to this, watch the trailer. You by law, I'm a lawyer, man, and a uh, lawman. What's gonna come and arrest you if you don't watch the trailer for Basket Case Three? It's the best thing. And I love it. 
I wrote down this quote while they were driving to uh, Georgia. It says uh-huh. f- they found something next to the side of the road next to an old washing machine. Oh, yeah. That's the, the sheriff. The sheriff found that and gave it to little. Oh, yeah. Little. Uh, what's his name? Little Hal. Yeah. Little Hal. Yeah. What did he little find? Little Hal is a genius man and makes fucking dumb machines. Yeah. But. I just, I'm just always looking next to old washing machines and finding treasures to give this off-screen character all the time. I found a treasure next to this washing machine on the side of the road. Would you, little boy, like to have it? Uh, <laughs> well, since you offered in that totally non-threatening, totally normal voice, of course. Here you go. Do you mind if I see him and pet him a little bit? Pet him a little bit? Yeah, I just want to pet him. Uh, just, just let me pet him. <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> I also love, I also love Dwayne's delivery. He's just like, I'm gonna be an uncle. Oh my god, he's so bad. I love him so much. I'm gonna be an uncle. Oh, he's fucking great. Oh, what was the the scene where they stop the bus? To get and he's like in a straight jacket leaning out of like a school bus with curtains on it. Bus and window. Uh, the sheriff's daughter is just like, oh, hey, totally normal guy in a straight jacket leaning out of a bus on Main Street. Uh-huh. Let me talk to you. And he's like, quick, you got to help me. I'm being held against my will. And she's just like, you're a weirdo. Now, audience, I pose this question to you. If you saw a man trying desperately to climb his way out of a school bus that was parked half on the sidewalk, all crazy like, and all the windows in the school bus were filled with curtains, and he was in a straight jacket screaming to help me to get out, would you just be like, man, you're a weirdo. I'm not going to help you. Or would you probably fucking help him? It's, it's an age-old question of the Good Samaritan, Aaron. Yeah, I found this quote from Jesus being like, don't help that man. <laughs> yep, that's exactly. Is that is that in Proverbs? Yeah, Proverbs uh, four sixteen uh, dash Joe says when things happen. Is that proverbatum? Yeah, that's proverbatum. Okay, good. Because joke, joke, joke detected. You know, I actually wrote down that if this movie were less garishly made, it might actually be a pretty decent statement on mental illness. Yeah, it could be. You know, people refusing to help you being tricked into a false sense of fixation on something that you're not sure is real or not. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and apparently Belial and Dwayne are the Times Square freak twins. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that's about. It probably has something to do with the first movie where because they were in um, New York. I think in the first movie, that's where that came from. I'm assuming just judging from the trailer for the first. I looked it up and the first one's like, I think, supposed to be a statement on medicalization, like uh, like cutting up like this bond between these two people. And then the second one, I read the synopsis online and it says like they, I think that's where they meet Granny Ruth and all these other, you know, yeah, it is. characters. And this one is called the progeny is the it progeny, sure is. the new kids in the family. Yeah. Because there's like a fucking, what well, uh, Eve gives birth to 12 little Belials. 12. 
Oh my god. In that fucking scene, all of them are tied together. They're fucking daisy chained. All of them, like, it's not like 12 different chords to 12 different babies. It's one chord to 12 different babies. Ugh. I'm pretty, I'm not, I'm now, here's the thing. I'm not a fucking doctor. That's bullshit. That's like, I, I'm pretty sure that's wrong as fuck. I love the doctors. Is that the doctor who's like filming it? And he's like, oh, that's, that's little how that's little Hal, And that was the best. Uh, that was the best acting there was in the movie. I don't know. I kind of like the sheriff. <laughs> the sheriff was pretty good. I, I enjoyed the sheriff, especially when he comes in and he's like, oh, there's there's so many freaks. Ah! And he just waves his shotgun around being like, Granny Ruth, you done did a thing. and I don't like it. I also love the acting of uh, the it, it was like the the one black cop who like gets his face like uh, chewed oh, off by yes. Belisle, and he is like continuously screaming at the top of his lungs yep. for like a whole minute like, ah, oh, 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 the pro <laughs> the prosthetic after that is amazing because Belisle's like trying to pull his face off. And when he when the when the guy's actually dead and falls to the floor. The prosthetic is like his face, like scrunched together, and like it looks like the it what like his face is a rubber mask, and it just kind of stuck there, being pulled off, like half pulled <laughs> off. It it makes no sense. You're like, that's not how skin works. But I love. Okay, man, it's great. That's how this reality's version of skin works. And also, Eve, even though she's pregnant with 12 Belial's, she goes from... So she's like Belial's size, like this, the size of yeah. being able to fit into a basket uh -huh. at the beginning of the basket. film. Yeah, big one. And she's like the size of like Jabba the Hutt and a half. With the babies in her? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. She like takes up a whole king-size bed and just like... I will now give birth to 12 hairspawn. Uh-huh. Oh, and are we supposed to... Okay, so Granny Ruth, when they first arrive in Georgia, goes into mm -hmm. the drugstore and buys... Is she like... Because she looks the most human out of... Except for Dwayne, out of the entirety of that clan yeah she's regular she's a regular the, person with the amount of cosmetics that she has is there something wrong with her that she covers up with the cosmetics or is she human and just like cares well, no, so she much? wasn't she wasn't just grabbing cosmetics well i mean she, she bought condoms too she bought all of the condoms well, she even asks like do, do these, these come, come in extra large? large which is terrifying like so who is Who's getting? Who's uh huh. Having, is who's it fucking? Belisle? I it, yeah. I don't know who's supposed to be fucking in that. Is it her with what's his face, Uncle Dickface, whatever Doc Man? Is it Belial? Even though his like his partner is already pregnant I, with twelve I, babies. I have no. Maybe it's like, hey, it's on vacation. Everyone's probably gonna fuck. Let's just throw out these condoms for these monster things. These, this wild pack of fucking hell spawn beast fuckers. Like when we need them, but no, she's when she, that scene, I love that scene because she's just going down the aisle. She's not even looking at stuff. She's like glances at it and immediately puts it in her cart. It's like bubbles, cave, toilet paper, cave, fucking je jelly. Like it's just whatever's on the shelf. Just 
Put it in the basket. I'm going to buy it. By the way, 40 different packs of condoms. I got a big weekend ahead of me. I want you to know about it, uh, cashier man. You want to join in on the fuck party? You know, I I think this scene only exists in the film to serve the plot points of having Dwayne meet the sheriff's daughter and have Granny Ruth become acquainted with the sheriff. Yeah, no, that's exactly the point of it. That's it. There is there's no other context or point to this scene other than we have this, we need these characters to be introduced in each other to each other for the second and third acts to take place. Yep, pretty much. That that sounds right. Oh, and it, what's really disgusting is that Granny Ruth tells like the pharmacist there that she that Eve's been in labor since they left New York. Oh yeah. Oh, and remember when Eve's water breaks? Oh my god, yes! Oh, that was the best thing. So they pull... (laughs) They fucking pull up to uh, Uncle Dickface Dr. Man's house. And immediately... Like, everyone gets off the bus. Then it's like, okay, let's lift Eve up and get her inside. And it's like... And then she, her water breaks immediately as they, like, pick her up. And it's like they emptied a swimming pool inside the bus. Yeah, it's, like, it's just like just fire hose in the back and just went go. Just like ah, water. It's, it's <laughs> it not- shows a shot of the fucking door, uh, uh, the door, and it's just like fucking just gallons upon gallons of fucking water just pouring out. It's like a water slide malfunctioning, just like <laughs> geyser. It's fucking great. That scene was incredible. Also, probably really cheap to shoot. We bought water. And then this joke worked. I'm the prop man. I do prop things and I'm the prop man. Coming down the prop road. I'm the prop man. So anyway. <laughs> during uh, um, a good plot interlude on the part. Yeah, it was important. So fucking... Um, they get her inside and they're like, okay, we got to get them babies out of use, use vaginas is. So they get uh, the doctor to come in and he's like, you know, normally I'd do a C-section, but we don't know where anything is. So it's just going to have to happen naturally. And what I don't get about that is that if in the, in this, in the world of the movie, Granny Ruth trusts him above all other doctors. But if by his own admission, he knows where nothing is, she still trusts him. Yep. Uh huh. Another point of contention, just by logic. Okay, so yes. if she is pregnant with twelve kids, she like labor even with twins, the octomom, all that. It, Granny Ruth doesn't know. I don't think how long labor is going to last. Eve has been uh-huh. in labor since they left New York. Now, assuming that traditional pregnancies like even with like that usually it's like from anywhere from 24 to 72 hours of labor i don't think it's possible to like assume that you can make it from new york driving on a shitty school bus (laughs) singing songs from new york to georgia is possible we forgot about the songs we need to go back to the songs hold on but I'm just saying it doesn't make sense just to be like, phew, we made it. Now oh, we no, it makes no fucking go inside sense. Like, to deliver the babies. 
Then again, uh, what's her face at the beginning of the movie was pregnant for fucking six years. So, fuck it. <laughs> but that was only one, and she was human. Yeah, but fuck it, it doesn't make any sense. The whole thing is nonsensical and dumb. <laughs> you can't really apply logic to it. And I feel like uh, so how the audience, how we react, is supposed to be more in line with what the sheriffs actually end up. Uh, like when they break into the house, they go there to take to kidnap Belial, right? To get the million dollars. Yeah. yeah. And they see like the party that they're having is just like the people in makeup, just like the wild pack, just dancing in place. Like <laughs> they look like they saw a blood orgy or something. Yeah. It's, and it's like, just what like in hell. And they're just, <laughs> it looks like they, they came around the corner and someone punched a baby while like knifing its mother in the face. Like <laughs> blood orgy, it, you know? Yeah. A blood fuck orgy. With like a, and there's like a, a a priest in the background sacrificing like your daughter in the name of uh, Yog Sothoth or some other fucking Cthulhu mythos type god. And as soon as he stabs the fucking knife in, her tentacles go everywhere, and then she's like, "Woo!" And then they all die. It's not that. It's just a bunch of fucking weirdos dancing. And so uh, I think uh, well. Uh, I, I think one of the lines was like, it's the very gates of hell themselves or something like that. Like, it looks like it's actual hell in there. Like, they do not look like demons. They just look like someone just threw plaster at a guy's face and was like, yeah, that's a monster guy. Uh, another thing. Okay, so we forgot to mention that, like, Dwayne breaks out of his straitjacket and leaves mm-hmm. the... The house no, no, no. and Granny Ruth lets him out. Oh, and he like runs into Sheriff Daughter. Yes. And he she's like, Oh, what are you doing here? And he's like, You said you have a police station. Can you lock me up? Yep. Why does he want to be locked up? Because he killed what's her face. Oh, but Shouldn't he go back to New York if he wants to be locked up? I mean, that's like a jurisdictional nightmare from a law enforcement perspective. Yeah. I mean, fucking whatever. <laughs> okay, just saying. Doesn't matter. You know what movie we watched, right? Doesn't make any fucking sense. Hey, doesn't mean that I can't, I can't try it out. It's true. It's very fair. So he gets locked up there by her... And then the, the whatever that dominatrix thing is, she's like, you've been a bad man, basically. Yeah, it's like, I like men who misbehave because punishment, and this is the sexy part of the movie. Right, audience? Get your dongs out and start pleasuring yourself because she's got her butts out, and her pots are all flopping places, and she's got a whippy whip. And he's like, no, where did please she don't. get a bull whip? Oh, it was in the <laughs> apparently she's had it for a long time because it's just sitting like it's been there forever in the play in the uh, the place where you open the cell doors. Like the le- the levers that open the cell doors. It's in there. That little panel. So are we to believe that the writers of this think that Georgia just keeps bullwhips in their like local municipalities to whip people through cell doors? I mean, probably. 
No, or, she goes in there and handcuffs him to things. And then, okay, so the sheriff man, Mick Reward Seeker, comes in and he sees, is, is Dwayne out of his cell at that point? And he's like, I can't trust you with nothing, daughter. Oh, shucks. No, she's just half naked and going to whip fuck him. But but he seems far less concerned with the fact that a prisoner is outside of his cell than that his daughter is like dominatrixing. Uh, well, he was tied up. Oh, that's right. He was. It, it, it should be fine. And isn't that a conflict of interest? Like she, she should not be able to arrest people. That is the most like legally gray area. If, if Dwayne got a lawyer, he'd be like, yeah, they locked me up against my will. She did all this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. All no, right. they, she would be fucked illegally. And she just like billions of dollars, million, just all the money that she'd ever make would be like, I whip fucked a guy on accident and he didn't want it. So he gets all my money now. Yeah, it would be like the production budgets of basket cases four, five, six, and seven that he would win in civil civil litigation alone. Pretty much, yeah. Uh so how does the sheriff come to like get the baby Belisles? Because the sheriffs go um, there, they see the party. Yeah, no, the then- deputies go there. The sheriff doesn't know about it. Oh, yeah, because they find the reward poster and, and go there. they heard that as... <laughs> and, and Belial attacks them, and they try to shoot him, or they do shoot him. No, 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 no. Um, Eve. They they break in after Eve um, gives birth, and all the little... All the baby, baby Belials are in, like, a little basket thing. And, uh... She wakes up mid mid child child robbery, and uh, she's like, "Get away from my chillums!" And then they shoot her with the shat gum, and oh. then take the babies and leave. And then Belial attacks them, right? And they at the police station. Yeah. Oh, I thought he attacked them while they were a- attacking him. I mean, the children. No, no, no. Oh. He um he gets uh the tall bus driver guy um in like the tweed suit. It's a weird sentence. With like the eye up on the top corner of his fucking face, one of them. Okay. To to get his basket and to take him to the police station where he just leaves the basket out in front of the police station. And then one of them's like, oh, hey, look, a free picnic, because that's totally not suspicious at all. Oh, they open it and he fucks basket. him up. <laughs> a picnic basket, hey. I'm smarter than the average deputy. I'm going to drown your kids, hey. <laughs> totally not a murdering weird monster in here. I'm going to eat your food, then I'm going to punch you in the dick, and then I'm going to find an extinct bird or something to preserve it from evil evil politicians. Because that makes sense. You know, it's a plot. Environmentalism. Oh, boy. 3D kids movies are the best. Oh, boy. Fireworks and water skiing and shitting in the woods. Okay, one thing I don't understand also about the world of this movie, who puts oh, up a million dollars please inform for me of your, your problems. Dwayne? What? Please inform me of your problems with this movie, the world of it. Please. Who I don't notice any. 
Who puts up a million dollars for Belial and Dwayne? I'm sure we'd have to watch the first two for that specific detail. I mean, did they kill somebody? It's like if I put up a million dollars for like, oh, a million dollars, I want to get this uh, this bearded like extraterrestrial that I saw at a circus in Kansas City that was made uh-huh. out of peanut butter and <laughs> raisins would. I don't know. It just doesn't. It just seems like a lot of money for like a novelty well, act. Cameron, if you remember from the trailer for the first one, it did look like someone went on a rampage. Rampage. So, so it probably has something to do with someone going on a rampage. rampage. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it's probably that. And I'm sure uh, he killed people before. I guarantee it. It's a fucking horror movie about a fucking conjoined twin getting cut off and they have mind powers to each other and they kill people. So I'm sure it has something to do with that. Okay. And uh, so they have like they bring the basket in. Belial breaks out, attacks them. And in the best scene of the movie. Yes. Like, we should just put the choke scene on the catastrophe section Facebook page because, oh boy, that is... Yeah, we'll, we'll put a link to that best death ever. It's our uh, it's our header image right now. Yeah. Uh, co- cover photo Belial- right now. But, um, anyway, it's, um, basically he, uh, well, as soon as he opens the basket, Belial somehow jumps out. I don't know how. And he just, he chokes this guy so hard that... He's- eyes pop out his his eyes pop out without detaching and his like jaw distends forward past his (laughs) lips like the top and bottom teeth like just slide out i it's really hard you just have to look at it i i think it's in the trailer as well i believe and it's just it's a fucking sequences in the trailer except for the uh guy getting his face chewed off by belial yeah most of the most of the best parts in this movie are in the trailer minus all the great acting Oh, we forgot uh, that uh, uh, Dominatrix girl, Sheriff Daughter, uh, has like a baby Belial from the basket. Oh, yeah, she steals one. From the alliteration basket. And she's like, I'm going to keep it as a pet, Dwayne. And he's like, no, you can't. You kill Uh Eve. Belial, I'm sorry. Oh, and uh, oh, what was it? During the fight where Belial gets in there, she gets shot with a shotgun and lands on the baby Belial that... She had taken, and it just kind of pops. The, yeah, the baby just, pops just like, like a gelatinous thing of blood. Just yeah, there's no organs. It's it's like a zit or like a water balloon filled with blood, and it just kind of goes like it's just there's just blood now. It's amazing. It certainly is. Uh, and then so with all of that happening, uh. <laughs> Wait, so, uh, oh yeah, the sheriff takes the, okay, I wrote this down because it's the most alliterative sentence I've ever heard in a film. Uh Uh-huh. Like, this is the rally the troops, Henry V, sort of like, uh, once more onto the breach by the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you boys have been through a lot tonight. Get that bassinet of baby Belial's and get back to, uh, let's see. Bailey, book the Bradley boy, uh, get the bassinet of baby Belial's and, uh, 
Baxter, you go get Brody to come, and where's Brennan and Banner? <laughs> How many fucking B names? Everyone has a B name in this movie? Yeah, Brody, oh my Brennan, God. Baxter, and Banner. Like, That's the cops. That's amazing. That's fucking incredible. I missed that. I just had to rewind it because it was so many beats. The Baxter Baby Blyles and the Baddy Baddy Book Bradley and Bishy Baxter get the Baxter with the Blyles and Baxter go big the Baxter Baxter bit butt. Yeah, it's like Patton Oswalt's B word fat bit. Yeah. Baxter. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. It's about right. And. God, there's so much that happens in this movie. Oh, Aaron, I I wrote down what the sheriff told told his daughter when he found her uh, dominatrixing. Whip fucking. Uh, Yeah. He said, no more car, no more allowance, and forget about that pony. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Forget about that pony. She's like, she looks like she's like 28. Forget the pony. Forget about that pony, almost 30-year-old daughter who talks to men. Oh, man, I don't get that pony I always wanted. Damn. My pony dreams have been crushed. One thing I don't understand is when the daughter says, they're kind of cute. And I'm like, in what universe is a baby Belial cute? Oh, I love the... the, uh, the Belial puppets, the baby Belial puppets, though, because all they all they do and they seem to do it almost simultaneously is they clack their teeth and their eyes just kind of blink one at a time. That's it. Their arms don't move. They kind of wriggle a bit and then just go. And then just, the eyes are blinking one at a time and the mouth just chomping away like what, what they're all they're just always doing it. There's not a time you see them on screen that they're not going. Even when the first, oh, in the birth scene, the 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 effects are so fucking terrible. Because when they pull her out, it's like here these are out of the vagina, right? But it looks like there's like a ramp and they're just pulling it out like through the bed, like it's a pile of them. And it it doesn't like it. The anatomy doesn't make sense. It like slopes down and there's like a cover up and it's just like uh, yeah, monster children. It just looks like it looks awful. It looks like there's like a doesn't. It looks like there's a flap at her belly that like goes. Like tectonic plates, one goes under and one goes up, but like for like a flap of flesh skin, and that that's her parts. That that that's her uh, dongly sex organs. Well, thank you for that wonderfully descriptive description. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you want to fuck my tectonic plates? No, mm-mm. nah, I'm good. Thank you though. I'm fine without that. Okay, and let me just underscore again by saying that 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 po- that police station scene that was this is probably my favorite police station scene, like a breakout scene since like Terminator One. Yeah, be, the best. It's the best uh, scene, especially involving. how Belial like takes that one cup and turns his head around. Oh yeah, and he's just like, and then just falls over dead. Yeah, the deaths in this fucking movie, 
are masterpieces. They're Aaron, wonderful. Aren't you sexually attracted to a uh, little Hal, though? I mean, yeah, he's a pile of hands. <laughs> he's just hands, pretty much. Oh, that reminds me. One of the monsters is just like his face is just covered in constantly dripping noses. Oh, I remember that. What the fuck? That one's probably the most disturbing because it's the grossest. The rest of them are like, he looks like a circus clown. That guy looks like he got a fucking tumor. He's made of tumors. That guy looks like he has a crescent moon for a face. This guy is dripping constantly. And it's all noses. Well, like, everybody likes most- dripping, Aaron. Oh, of course. But... Eh. Oh, so Dwayne takes Belial's basket out of the police station, but the sheriff shoots it. Yes. Uh, and it wounds Belial. So he and Little Hal build uh, an exoskeleton. Mm hmm. And it's Dwayne's way of like reconciling with his brother who's like, you know, just seethingly angry at him. And it's got like. Uh, how how would you describe the layout of it? It's like if a fifth grader made like oh a robot my God. out of a refrigerator and a toaster. It's pretty great. So the the set okay, the center body is like a square where he sits in, and the way his arms are is his right one is like a regular arm, and his left arm is like backwards facing down. So the controls are like fucking. They're just like weird handles that he kind of holds onto and are strapped into, and he just kind of like punches the air with his one backwards downwards arm and his other one. Then so it just looks like he's kind of just flopping a bit. And on his right arm is a fucking shitty claw. And then on his left arm is just like a big buzzsaw. But my favorite part are the legs and the feet because it's made out of like fire extinguishers. And it look it's supposed to be like, these look like hydraulic. These are hydraulics. And it just looks like there's like, they just taped these here. And it's like, it's like the main body is like just metal bars. There's not like a main body. There's a little thing that he sits on and then there's metal bars going up and down in, in the corners of it. And there's metal bars going down. There's metal bars connecting things. There's not like an engine. I mean, there is one, but like it makes no fucking sense, but the feet and the legs are my favorite. Cause they would not more move at all. They don't have any like joints. Like it, they don't have joints, so I don't know how it walks. It just like the shots where you, the shots where it it's supposed to look like it's walking. It doesn't fucking walk at all. It just kind of like it doesn't. It just doesn't connect. Like half the foot doesn't connect because the foot is like made out of like it goes down on a stick, and then there's like four like great panels, like you know the 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 corrugated iron plates that they put on shit. It's like, like four panels of that in like weird, like triangly, but squared off. It's fucking weird, man. And when the sheriff tries, tries to shoot at Belial in the centerpiece, there's like a bit of like steel that comes down and blocks the shot. Immediately, immediately uh, before anything, it's a chunk. Like, like it, like, like the fucking mech suit, fucking detects the shotgun and then pulls it down instead of being like, Belial's like, ha ha, fuck you. And I guess the sheriff 
in a way, was instrumental in his own downfall because of all those things next to old washing machines that he brought to Little Hal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be true. That yep. would work. Yeah. There's a certain poetry to it, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. <laughs> Did I hear poetry? Excuse me, young man. Do you mind if I interrupt your show and talk about the wonders of poetry? No, please do. Well, you see, I'm going to be, I'm going to do this by demonstration as I find that to be the best way to do, to tell people about the wonderfulness of poems. Yeah. So what are some things that people should know about poetry? Well, here, by demonstration, I will tell you the greatness of them. <clears throat> I will read aloud from my collection of best-selling poems. Please this do. One, this one is entitled, Kick Until Your Legs Fall Off. <clears throat> kick, 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 kick that child. He doesn't deserve your money. Kick that baby. He doesn't deserve your love. Kick that dog. All these things are helpless and don't deserve you. Kick until your legs are taken by the diabetes. The end. Thank you. Was that written from personal experience? No, it's my friend Satchel. <laughs> Did you have any others or poetry advice for aspiring writers out there? Well, actually, I heard that you had a poem. I do, actually. Would you like to hear it? I would. I thought you'd never have a... I knew you had a poem inside of you by just by the tone of your voice. I've never met you before, but I could tell. Everyone has a poem inside of them, at least one. I, however, have thousands upon thousands, boundless poetry. Well, well, I will let you know. continue. I heard, I'm guessing, hold on, I have a psychic thing with this. Your poem is called Bomb with Satan. Bomb with Satan? Mm-hmm. Oh. That is, you can what? That is your poem, is it not? Yes, of course it is. Bomb with Satan, based on last summer. Mm-hmm. Well, so, go ahead and read it, please. When I went to the corner store in Satan, Georgia, the lip balm was superlative, might I add, that it was quite grand that my hand reached into my pocket for the dollar, and when I called her, she said... Stop calling me. The end. Wonderful. Let me... That was inspiring work. Oh, why, thank you. Now, if you don't mind, I would like to read another one. Oh, please do, and then we'll close out the program. Okay. This one is entitled Blanket of Silence. Here it goes. Go. Thank you. That was the poem. Oh. I liked it. It was it was very dynamic. 
Very, very inspired by real life events, you know. Oh, well, I'm glad that you could clear that up. Mm. You see, the part about the finches is very... I've, I used to own finches, and I'd feed them. <laughs> Otherwise, what would happen? I don't know. I never didn't feed them. I'm assuming they'd die of starvation. <laughs> really? Yes. Based on what evidence? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll try it. I'll buy a finch and not feed it. Isn't that a bit cruel to use that as, like, testing? Well, I, it's a science experiment. Science is cruel. Of course, I'm a poetry man. I know nothing of science. Only the art of poetry, such as orange rhymes with fuck you. I don't have to rhyme anything with orange. Isn't that the title of your of your memoir? That's the yes, of course it is. <laughs> Buy my book. Or orange rhymes with fuck you. I don't have to rhyme with orange is available on Amazon right now. And wherever books are sold or resuscitated. And next week on the Poetry Corner, we'll have Edgar Rice Burroughs on the show talking about how Grown Ups 3 is currently in development and being written by him. How do you... Here's an excerpt from the show. How do you feel about the reception to Grown Ups 2? Well, I feel as though the deer urinating upon Adam Sandler's face is quite poetic considering when life shits upon you. Or in this case, pisses. They're both bodily functions of bodily excrement. You're both excreting waste from your body. I feel it's quite good. A metaphor for life. Well, I never really thought it was that way. In fact, I'm going to go ahead without seeing the film and give the film a 20-star rating out of five. <laughs> can you do that? Give I a fucking can. I write poetry, damn you. Poetry Corner is a is a co-production of Natural Public Radio. And me, because I have both loads of money from which I filmed really, really strange movies from and then jerk off into the ocean and say, Take that, fishes! You can have my sperm! And I will not give you any gold, for that is mine! We now return to the catastrophe section. <laughs> so we come to the. Uh, epic I think. Conclusion. I think we. I think we before before or, uh, we missed the scene where Belial before the final fight he goes and kills all the other deputies. Oh yeah, I wrote down that they were like talking dirty about something, and then Belial just attacks. Yeah. Them. So the so the guy that stole the um or one of the one of the guys that was left alive. He wakes, it just cuts to this. It like fades in from them building the, the mech suit. And he, it's just showing one of the deputies in bed. And he's like, I, you come, you, you hear, I came in late or you came in late, baby. I want to, it was a, like a bunch of like, I think, uh, yeah, it was like a bunch of cop metaphors for like, I'm going to have to give you a cavity search oh, I with that, my yeah. penis. And it like, and then all this type of bullshit, and then he like reaches over to start like cuddle fucking the person next to him, and then it's like the big mecha claw grabs him, and he's like, "Oh, you're not a person with a vagina," and then he gets dead. 
He's like a basket I've always wanted with a basket. I've always wanted to fuck Wicker. That man, was the first- I've always wanted to fuck Wicker, man. Like that movie. Yep. Yeah, like that movie with the cage of a Nicholas variety. Yeah, Left Behind. Yeah, that one, that movie. And then uh, he kills two more people. One of, or one more, is it one more or two more? I don't remember. But one of them, yeah, two more. One of them, I the think- guy is singing like Elvis, being like, and I'm going to take a shower. And he's like fucking like half naked. And he's like just being like, shower, shower, shower. I sing things that I do. Like, it's awful. And then I think, he, I think we can infer from the be alliterative speech that those three that uh, Belial killed were Bailey, Brennan and Banner. Yeah, probably. And Brody. So probably Brody. four. No, there's uh, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, when he's like shower, shower, gonna brush my teeth and take a poo, ooh, then like the the fucking buzz saw just starts cutting through the door, and he's like, ah! and then it cuts away, and dude's just eating cereal, being like, eh, he's killing people. Oh, an important thing to to, to the fucking uh, the the mech suit that he's in. The exoskeleton that he's in is powered by like a gas generator that Dwayne just watches while he kills people. He's like, man, it's pretty cool, man. Let me set up the gas generator and turn it on. Also, it's a fucking gas generator. Those things are fucking loud. Trust me. I did film where we had to have generators and I'm the fucking sound guy. That shit's a fucking loud bitch. Fuck it. Fuck generators. They're loud. Fuck you. I know they're useful, but fuck you. Anyway, so that shit. Like, they would have been like, huh, there's something going on in my house. I hear a goddamn loud as shit generator. Nope. Nope. Don't see it. Don't hear that. It's fine. I'm going to get ambushed. He's like, is that a generator? (laughs) Tim Allen. (laughs) 90s values. Son, you're not going to do the marijuana while I watch sports. <laughs> I'm so clever. <laughs> Family life! Family life! If if subtext were loudly exposited <laughs> over oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. I <laughs> just <laughs> Now I need to like, just, I need to put a, like, get an episode of uh, Home Improvement and just dub over it like that. Just shout, go into madness. It'd be great. Working class values. (laughs) He doesn't like sports. He's a man and that's traditional men like sports and cars. And he goes, <laughs> because men are animals as well and they like to have the fuck. And then he's on a tool show and they're like, look at them fucking tools. We almost killed a guy and we're fucked it up. And then there's Pamela Anderson being like, I'm hot and I'm holding a tool because that's what men traditionally enjoy looking at. Also, my butt is here. And why is that guy's face hidden behind a fence? That don't make why no is that darn guy's sense. that face behind a fence? Yeah. That should happen. 
We only get a partial view of his face, but he's got a full view on the philosophical nature of the universe on which yeah. to impart. He the sure does main know he, he sure does know his wisdoms and his very in, in intellectual insight into the children and Tim Allen's lives. Well, thank you for that uh, in-depth philosophical analysis. This has been the philosophy analysis. Uh, would you like to plug what next week's episode is going to be about? We're going to do Full House. Everywhere you look, everywhere there is a there's a photograph every time I do it makes me watch Full House what <laughs> look at this photograph it's every terrible. time I do I get a nickel back <laughs> that song is fucking garbage I love it look at this photograph why would you put that in a fucking song here look at this photograph Why? when he wrote that Look at this photograph. Blah, Every blah, time blah. I do it, makes me laugh. Like, <laughs> what? Who, who would write that and be like, man, this really deserves to be sung in this manner? Look at this photograph. Well, you know, there's that old 90s song that Courtney Love sings that's like, my friend. Which one? Like, I, I don't remember the name of the song, but it's like Courtney Love, like she just elongates a uh, friend into like my friend, my friend. Like, that was just like a stylistic lyric choice of the nineties. Like it's just it's just so the words fit the meter because they're just like, well, this one doesn't work, so it's gonna be like gas station. Like you guess gotta you gotta make it work, man. You know it. Yeah. We now return to the catastrophe section. Belial. Belial. Dwayne and Belial. They're going to your house. And they're going to be monsters. And they're going to bring the monsters to your house. And you're going to be like, the fuck's that guy with all the noses? And you're going to vomit because he's really fucking gross. You probably smell Aaron. all the snot coming out of his face. Aaron, before I have to... Uh before we get back to the plot, I found the full quote verbatim online for like <gasps> the alliteration. Ooh. I will do it. <clears throat> yes, Bailey. Please. No, you boys have been through a lot tonight. Bailey, you book the Bradley boy. Baxter, take the bassinet of baby Belial's and back and get Brody to come by. Where's Brennan and Banner? Bowling? <laughs> what? What? Oh my God. That's actually genius. The, oh my god that's why would you do that in a movie i don't know why would i you don't deliver? know why you would do that but i love it it's the stupidest thing oh that's fucking brilliant i think if i was auditioning for the role of the sheriff i'd probably get it based on that delivery alone oh yeah brian you build the bowling the best bowling Okay, so Sheriff Belial, fight. Sheriff, die. Yeah, he, um, 
somehow he doesn't die horribly to um to Belial somehow. And then he fall, he gets thrown onto the pile of baby Belials, which apparently is just right next to where they're fighting, which is a terrible plan because they could fall on them and squish them because apparently they pop like fucking zits when you yeah. like fucking fall on them a little bit. But he falls in there and they, they just like eat him. And then he dies. Aww, they're so cute. Nope. No, they're not. No, no. They're I terrifying. Have, Aaron, I have the Wikipedia page pulled up for this and it says see also list of films featuring powered exoskeletons oh yeah i noticed that too i look i looked online because i wanted to see um i was trying to find uh i don't remember what inf- information i was looking for earlier but i was trying to find that and i thought that was interesting as well list of powered exoskeleton movies list of movies where people's heads get turned around in comedic fashion yeah, like that's a strange category to have. Thanks, Wikipedia. List of movies with successive alliteration not exceeding but <laughs> limited to 20 or more words. All Bs. That's uh, so actually let- mildly brilliant. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's also so obvious, too. Of course it is. Okay, so let's close out the movie, Aaron. Uh, so the movie, like while the sheriff is Dwayne's just like, this is, a, this is going to be a weird family. Yeah. Oh God. I love his delivery. <laughs> this is going to be a weird family. He's just, he's awful. And I love him. Oh, one thing we forgot to talk about really quick is all the scenes. Like when, uh, everything, all Belial's dream dreams when he's in the basket, they're always the same. It's these two brunette twins just being like trying to fuck him, but they're like, where's his dick? Not really, but they're like sucking on his weird monster hands. And you're just like, this is the least erotic thing I've ever seen. Cause he's just sitting there clacking with his g- weird, gross eyes being like, ha, 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 ha. and they're just like rubbing him. And it's just, it's fucking, it's weird and gross and hilarious. And it's like, it's like that standard dream background where it's like, the light pink lighting or like the the white with a bit of bit of red and pink in the back. And it's like the fucking sheer curtains and on a fucking bed. And he's like, "Eh, I'm getting fucked by ladies. (laughs) (laughs) I I had to bring that up. Well, thank you for doing so. You're welcome. We so they the the movie closes with like showing like a TV screen because this was made in this was released in 1991 so it's like a TV a TV a talk show called Ronaldo and uh he's like talking about like and now uh because it's like a statement on like I don't know like into like assimilation and stuff so he's like we now return. Uh To this segment of freaks and the women who love them. And then yeah, Belial and just mauls the guy like. Well, it's like two, two of the two people who are like the rest of them. The mon- they're, they're two more monster people and they got super hot broads on them, bro. And um, the Granny Ruth and the bunch um, break through like the background of the set and they're just like we're taking over and if you see us on the side of the street you better cross so we don't eat you or whatever like she's just threatening everybody be like it's our world now and it's like fucking really there's like 10 of you guys like fuck off 
Yeah, it's like if uh, in the in the X Men movies there was no subtlety or anything. If like it would be cool if Magneto were to get up and be like, "We will no longer hide in the shadows," and you know, yeah. No, or like cool. an X two where they're like next to the president when he was about to declare like a state of emergency against mutants and like Professor X and Nightcrawler and all of them are there and they yeah. talk him out of it. It's like that, but only like uh, let's have th- this, but only you know punctuated with horrible, horrible violence and threaten and threats. Yeehaw! Well, of course, yeah, that's how you do it. Duh. Clearly, <laughs> man, that's how you do it. Anyway, no that's all I had note wise on uh, Basket Case Three. Yep, they're gonna. That's, that's Basket Case Three. Watch the fuck out of it. It's great. Yeah, it's on YouTube. We were able to find it. So, Aaron, let's render our verdicts. Does Basket Case Three belong yes. in the yes. ba- in the catastrophe section? Yes, 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 yes. Watch the fuck out of this. I love it. It's great. I have the trilogy on DVD, and I'm gonna watch the other two. You're welcome. Yeah, no, it was it's awesome. How about uh, you? So there is not a whole lot of research on this movie. No, I couldn't find any either. I tried to look. And the director uh worked as like a an exploit like for in the home video market after making the basket case trilogy, he just spent like almost like a decade and a half just being like a film librarian for like horror, a horror label or something for like movies and obscure and like, I don't know, archiving these obscure, Weird, crazy films. movies. Yeah. Because he didn't make his new, new feature Frankenhookers or whatever it is to like yeah. 2008. Yeah. Frankenhookers in 2008. But he said oh as much that he prefers to make exploitation films because they aren't mired with like, um, subtlety or any of that other stuff. So he's clearly no. not persuaded towards like that sort of like uh traditional Hollywood sort of stylistic of storytelling. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame him. There's something so so nice about a dumb movie that's still that's that's still entertaining because most dumb movies like transformers or stuff like that where it's like he's a man and he's got muscles and he's gonna punch a terrorist yeah 9-11 was bad like that's all the dumb movies we have now and this is just like he's a monster guy and he's gonna fuck a fuck somebody and he's gonna eat that guy's face fucking i don't care there's no there's literally there's nothing to him it's there's they're so hollow in the best way Instead of just being like veiled in like a America or like these things are bad. Like most of them are just like, most of them are like, we have super secret agents and they're good because terrorists are bad. Yeah. Those- that's typically how the, the moral complexity of a film. I prefer them to be entirely morally void or bankrupt, just entirely morally bankrupt of a movie and be like, yeah, monsters are just like raping people and I'm punching them through the sternum until they die. Like, <laughs> sure, sure, that's the movie I'll watch. I'll do that instead. Sounds more fun. Uh, So there's not like a consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. There's only two critic reviews. So the fresh one says for counterpoints, uh, here, here normality is relative while batship comes on tap no matter no matter that the humor is uneven when there is so much jaw-dropping insanity to spare and that's from anton beetle beetle at i for film uh, yeah 
The negative review uh, is from Fel- Felix Vasquez Jr. at Cinema Craze that writes, Henenlotter ends his story on a thud with a third film that fully embraces the comedy aspects of Belial's journey. Okay. So, and the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 31% liked it based on an average rating of 2.7 out of 5 out of 1,636 ratings. All right. And I was wrong. Frank and Hooker. So uh, Frank, Frank Henenlotter has only made one, two, th- one, two, three, four, five, six. Bad Biology was the one that came out in 2008. Basket Case was his first movie. Brain Damage came after that in 88. Basket Case 2, then Frankenhooker, and then Basket Case 3, and then Bad Biology. Yeah. And uh, Brain Damage actually has the same man actor as uh, as uh, Basket Case. You mean Dwayne? Yeah. Oh, because he's so, so I might talented. have to look into that because he's terrible. Yeah, he's really... Ooh. His fucking hair is like perfect for him and how he acts so awfully. It's great. Oh, I found some more on the Wikipedia page. So uh, Variety wrote about the film, Henenlotter's mix of wild overacting, cartoon color scheme, and heavy-handed message regarding tolerance is tough to take for the uninitiated. His fans will enjoy seeing the growing menagerie of creatures, including the cute, grotesque progeny. And Ian Jane of DVD Talk rated it three and three out of five stars and called it far from Hen and Lauder's best film, but a lot of fun. Well, it was a lot of fun to watch, yeah. Yes, no, it definitely was. I very much enjoyed it. So I have no idea how much this movie cost to make because there's no record that I could find of anything. But there is some IMDb trivia. Okay. Uh, it says director Frank Henenlotter admitted in, er- in an interview that he had to remove 11 pages of the script during filming because the producers decided to make the film less gory. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. That would have been so much cooler if there's more blood fucking. Uh, the film was shot in 27 days. <laughs> I believe it. And... Uh, it just says stay until the end of the final credits as there is a few seconds of quote unquote film shown. I don't know what that means. I, I look, I, I did cause I saw that and, um, it's just Belial getting fucked more by those, uh, by those twins. That's it oh. for like two seconds. It's pointless, entirely pointless. So uh, that's a real, uh, reason to stay for that teaser there. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, hottie and the, oh, yay. Whoopie fucking doop. Whoopie doop a boop. My name is Whoopie Goldberg. I'm Hello. I Whoopie have also Goldberg. Whoopie Goldberg. Yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to what's on our radar this week. Aaron, what's on your radar this week? Well, dear listeners, the new Riverside album dropped and it's fucking great. Fear, Love, and the Time Machine. Go pick that up or just listen to it on Spotify or whatever the fuck. Just, you know how to music happen. Do that. Um, Crimson Peak. I'm jerking off to every uh, production still and trailer that has come out because it looks like the best thing ever. It's just gorgeous and it's going to be great because it's Guillermo and I love that man. I love I love that little Mexican man and the things he makes. He's not he little. Doesn't... I know, but shut up. <laughs> He's uh I'm excited. Uh, it's gonna be good. Um 
Rick and Morty. I've watched all of that recently, and that show's fucking brilliant. It's great. I love the shit out of it. And that's it. Uh, I just want to plug the series Strike Back, which is on Cinemax. So much unnecessary and gratuitous sex, but it is... If you're an action junkie, kind of like I am, there is like an action set piece every 10 minutes. It's co-funded by like Sky Atlantic and HBO and premieres on Cinemax. It's I think in its final season right now, but that's on like Fridays on Cinemax. If you have Amazon Prime like I do, you can stream the first two seasons on Amazon and it's pretty cool in HD. So check that out. It's got a bunch of problematic gender stuff like masculine. Blah, blah, blah. But if you don't have a dick, I don't like you. Yeah, it's got that stuff, but like this, the set pieces and the fight scenes are just so cool. Even if it's like a pulpy, you know, it's like an '80s action action movie, basically, but with a modern budget and geopolitics and all that stuff. So, aside from that, that's all I've got on my radar week uh, for this week. Aaron, do you remember what we were do what we're doing next week? Is it not the new Nick Cage classic? It is okay. Well. Have you heard, we did a Kirk Cameron movie a while ago, and if you remember, Kirk Cameron was in a little movie called Left Behind. Well, dear listeners, if you thought Kirk Cameron was a fun actor to watch, guess who the fuck is in the remake? Motherfucking Nick Cage in a, like a fucking zero-funded super movie that is awful, apparently, and we haven't watched it yet. It's going to be great. Um, so yeah, we're, we're doing left behind next week and it's got Nick cage and he's going to yell about how God left him out or some shit. I don't know. He's going to go crazy. He's going to go Nick cage. It's going to be great. I've seen it already. It's available on Netflix. Watch instant for those of you that want to check that out before we do it. Uh, hopefully we'll try to get pseudo Aaron and Glenn on because they love to talk about Nicholas cage and or the Christian movies that we do. But yes, aside it, from that, that would be good. Uh, let's close out the catastrophe section. Outro. Outro. What do you mean they're gonna say? You no can look at this photograph. Right? See all the monsters fucking each other in the face. Then they're gonna get pregnant. Day gonna get monster pregnant. Credits, gonna be like, to look at this monster, like baby. Then, it's gonna bite your face really off. Like in that movie with Nicholas Cage. Face off. Face off. John fucking Votas in it too. And he does things. Like some face off type things, and that's that movie. Bro, rockin'. Better go to the store. Buying all the bread. Nobody but me can have the bread, cause it's all mine, cause I bought it all. You ain't getting no bread. I'm extorting you because I have all the bread. I got the bread. You don't got bread. I bought all the bread. Bye.